Well, this is it. Episode number 180 of No Laugh Track Podcast. Thank you, Circle of Heat, for letting us play your uh, music there at the beginning. Always appreciated. In, uh, giving thanks in this season of uh, this holiday season. Giving thanks and appreciating everything, especially my two guests who are here today. They've been here before. We're all pals. Brian Miller and Nate Abshire in no particular order. Well, that's the it order. was in a particular order. <laughs> also, I think it's worth noting that this is episode 180, where things took a turn. Whoa! Oh, hey! Right. hey. More than I can say about your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that hurts. <laughs> that cut me to the that was what That was what we call an opening salvo. <laughs> <laughs> the Battle of Fort Sumter. They fired one cannon just to be like, we're coming, uh-huh. motherfuckers. <laughs> So, I don't have a response yet, which I think means that I lost. <laughs> <laughs> we're both from the South, so I think we're both going to lose. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, Nate, you did you you're, uh, you did say you're running on a little bit uh, low sleep, so if any any response is delayed, you yeah. have an excuse. Yeah, we'll just I put mean, it out out there now. Yeah, I try to I try to always have an excuse handy. <laughs> <laughs> For why I am not operating up to other people's standards. Like a lazy Boy Scout. Yeah. Always prepared to be lazy. <laughs> Always prepared to not be prepared. Yes, but to tell you a very good explanation. <laughs> but I have reasons. Look, I had a pocket knife. I, we all know I had a pocket knife. Yeah. I don't want to get into where it is now, because frankly, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Here's why I didn't bring it. Uh, that sounds like a good book, actually. <laughs> to write, right? The uh, the reasons to or the excuses to not be prepared. I'm really enjoy. I like. I really enjoy the idea of publishing a book and having written a book, but writing a book sounds really difficult. I'll speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, You're you with me on this one? Terrible. How much pomposity can I squeeze into two words? <laughs> Unless your book was How to Be an Asshole, <laughs> it would not be good. That was awesome. It's the one book you wouldn't actually need to read. <laughs> so here we are. It is uh, the day before Christmas is when we're recording. Uh, it's the party. day before the day the before The day before Christmas. the day before. Boy, I'm Otherwise, I'm late myself. for something rather important. <laughs> yeah, we got to go, guys. That's right. It's the 23rd. But there's still time to shop. Yeah. There's still time to shop. Not at the is- mall, though. No, no, as we were just uh, following on Twitter, um, the uh, protests that started and I think ended, I'm not sure. But here we are in the safe confines. Yes, in the basement. There's no lockdown. No lockdown on Acme. structure. Uh-huh. Safe from all disturbances. Yes, P- political and otherwise. Yes. <laughs> well, except, except each Brian other. Brian <laughs> Miller's fucking mouth. <laughs> so this is the second uh, year in a row that Brian and I have uh, done a show Christmas week. Really? We did, yeah, we did one last year too. Yeah, I, I didn't remember. Just the podcast? Was I on the? Yeah, the sh- was but was I on the, like the show show last year here at Christmas? We did one. We did one right around Christmas. If it wasn't the week, oh. it was the week after. You know, I do. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, we talked about uh, the holiday show. Yeah, Great. Now, yeah. now he works more than me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was you and Mike Lester. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. That uh, episode must have been terrible. There's a lot of glasses. You can actually hear the glasses. <laughs> but there's there's no difference here, except I'm not wearing mine. Well, Lester's don't scratched. have any lenses, in and them. I don't it's have any a... braces. So <laughs> Lester has braces. That's true. Brace. Pretty sad that Lester's parents can afford braces and yours couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually kind of a deep cut joke for people who know Mike Lester and his parents. <laughs> they got a laugh from Eric in the back there. <laughs> you must have got it. So uh, so here we are, Christmas week. You two are co-headlining. Is that what we're calling it? Yep. Yep. That's, That's what they're calling it. <laughs> what are you I'm calling it? I'm calling it, it Brian Dickweed. Miller, and then in really tiny words and a parenthesis with an asterisk next to it, also Nate. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, you too, uh, Nate? You look at it that way? Small uh, letters, no, Nate? No. Honestly, as far as I'm concerned, Brian's not even on the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. How did it... you, know how, you know people have face blindness? I have Nate blindness. <laughs> I don't even, there's just a blur right next to me. There's like a, like a gap in my vision. It's like the world's largest blind spot. Have you ever felt like there's a fart that's following you all day? <laughs> that's just your regular smell. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but other people have this experience. That's... <laughs> Oh, the humans, they have that experience? We wouldn't know. I didn't get to it fast enough, and you jumped in and were funnier. And that really bothers me. <laughs> That's going to be the rather lengthy title of my CD. <laughs> yeah, it's the only thing lengthy about you. Uh, that, was, that was easy. That was easy. <laughs> wow. 
We've already sunk to the dick jokes. Yep. Wow. All right. And we're only, what, uh, five minutes Game in. on, Good then. <laughs> five minutes into a dick joke. How was uh, last night? You did a show last night? It was great. Yeah, I did great. You did I, 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 I heard there was a 45 minutes of, like, sort of static. <laughs> oh. Kind of like white noise. I mean, not like white people clapping. There was none of that, but mm-hmm. it was just like a, a kind of, and then and then I went out and did the audience was like. white noises, white people clapping? It was. That's not what it was. I wanted to make sure that you knew there were no white people clapping. <laughs> Hashtag um, white noise. No, no, exactly. It wasn't that kind of white noise. Uh, but then I went on, and the audience, I'll say, they, they had kind of a wide-eyed, stunned look, like they, they were kind of upset, and they didn't know how to process things. Oh. They were they were a little trauma. But then, after about five minutes of some of my patented, clean, friendly material, uh, the audience started to come around, they learned to love again, and then we really had a great show for about 40 minutes after that. And I think uh, I think we, the healing was really successful. I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> So, no, uh, that's Nate Abshire's sex show. book, it by the way. <laughs> I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> yeah, except muffled. Three and a half positions by Nate Abshire. <laughs> um, it was a good show. It, w- it was a really good show. Actually. Was there... People were very enthused coming out. It was uh, it was packed too. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, holiday. I love comedy around Christmas uh, because people are just generally in a, a, a better mood. I think you know people have off and mm-hmm. they're drinking a little more. Drinking more, just, that, just a nice vibe in the air. And yeah, I was for whatever reason this club is especially cool at Christmas. I think the club the crowds are always big. We started at Christmas five yeah. years ago. Yeah, five years ago that was our first show at Acme. Well, our first like week at Acme was Christmas week five years ago. Oh, yeah. no kidding. And yeah, it was we actually, I think to the it. day. I think it was the 23rd was the first, because I think we did two shows and there was time off and then one more show. Well, no, that, ca- ca- that calendrically, that doesn't, that doesn't line up. Sense, calendrically, is that a word? Sure. I used the word yellower yesterday. Is that a word? Yeah. Like, that's, your shirt's it's yellower than, than mine is. More than the one that he just made up, for sure. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember, so I remember that that was like uh, the most exciting and uh, nerve wracking uh, week ever, as I recall. Yeah, I was like thrilled, but also kind of terrified. It was it was definitely uh, it was scary. And then, you know, five years later, it's like I'm I've been trying to think of a, of a metaphor for it. But like having Acme as your home club as a comedian is so humbling. And I feel so lucky because it's the my favorite place in the world. Mm-hmm. So like I I'm trying to think of like some metaphor that you know what I mean like to be a comedian to like start doing comedy at Acme is like well I don't know how I about mean, like um growing up a Twins fan and then ending up playing for him. Yeah, I guess that. Yeah, I mean, that's a kind of a good yeah, way to put it. Like, I mean, you know, you have a problem with a couple of the players. <laughs> <laughs> um like Mr. Right. Mr. Miller over here. I don't think but... you should talk about Lewis Lee like that. First off, <laughs> he owns the club. He is a fine gentleman. I'm and not I, laughing. I don't at that. really like what you're doing with your hands and your face right now. That's a very <laughs> mean thing. <laughs> that is completely. I, false. I'm just telling you, <laughs> that is completely false. That is disrespectful to somebody who's been very good to us, Nate. <sighs> <laughs> no, it was. I mean, I moved. I moved here to to start doing stand up comedy. That's mm-hmm. why I moved to Minneapolis. Yeah. And uh, I didn't. I I knew. Uh, there were clubs. There had been knuckleheads, I think, at one point, and I, but it wasn't. It was closed, and there was uh, some other clubs and rooms. But I was like, I went to Acme, and I was like, Oh my god, this place is amazing! And then from like the first day I was here until the day I got hired, it was pretty much all I like worked toward. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, we we were very fanatical about it. Uh, it pretty much defined our entire relationship. Yeah, the first I mean, two years. I, it's been <laughs> <laughs> the rivalry really began immediately. <laughs> Uh, I mean, a little bit. Yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, pretty much right away. Well, I think it, and I don't want to sound like a jerk, but you and I were working so hard then. and Very different from now. Right, <laughs> very different from now. Neither of us is working at all. But, I mean, we were working so hard at trying to get funny in those first couple of years. Me and you and John Conroy was out all the time. Yeah. There was a few people that were just out every night or, you know, and, six uh, nights a week. And, like, really... That that was kind of the basis of the it's a competitive friendship. I mean, you yeah. know, I acknowledge that he's a bad person and not that funny, but we've I acknowledge that, too. So actually, long. weirdly <laughs> enough, it's the one thing we agree on. <laughs> but I'm a bad person and really not all that funny. <laughs> but he works so darn hard at it. Oh, you just want to so see him scrappy. succeed. Mm. It's like a, it's like a cat with like the wheelchair legs, you know, or like a like a three legged dog. You're just like, you're just going to get up that hill. You're going to get up that hill. It's a chihuahua that won't leave a 14-pound kill. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm absolutely. sitting here till I finish it. <laughs> yeah. 
Where, did you guys meet at Acme? We met at an open mic before we met at Acme. Yeah, but we were both here. I started comedy, what, like six months before you, maybe? Yeah, about that. Five months. I mean, it was very, And I caught up time. super quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, uh, you had done comedy before briefly. Yeah, I did comedy for about six months when I was, like, 19. But when I say did comedy, I mean, like, I went to this variety open mic at a bar by the U of M and would do a three-minute set in between people playing music and no one's listening. Mm-hmm. Like, it was an impossible scenario. And then uh, and then I quit for, like, six years. And then when I came back, I just, like, kind of was like, oh, oh okay, there's actually, like, people doing the thing that I want to do. Yeah, and there's <laughs> better places to go. Right, right. Like, Because, yeah. I, I mean, there were no other comics. I just would go home and write jokes and then go and try them, and that was all I did. And I only went up once a week, which, to me at the time, felt like a lot. But then I actually started going out and doing open mics like every night. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, right. That's why I didn't <laughs> get anywhere. When we started, there was a lot like just a lot of really funny new people started right around the same time. I mean, I mean yeah. within like, uh, Gabe Noah and uh, Chris Knutson and Zach Coulter and John Conroy. Uh, some you of them think had those a... guys are funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> they had a couple of years on us. Uh, I'm, I'm leaving people out. I mean, Andy Erickson had just started yep. kind of recently. I mean, it was like it was a really crowded field. It was like it. It, it was like, man, is everybody going to be this funny all the time? It was yeah. kind, of, kind of comforting to find out, like, oh, no, this was kind of a little boom of people. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, it was a great – it was great. Uh, and then everything, you know, does what it usually does and turns to total shit. <laughs> but uh, how often are you guys doing uh, – showing up for the open mics at Acme these days? Whenever I'm Mondays. in town. But he yeah. travels a lot more than me. Um, yeah. yeah. Brian's so, got a wife. Yeah. So um, I, I have to be. I need to be home <laughs> a little bit. So and when, so I, my kind of rule. I mean, like I'm doing a couple of weeks in in Missouri um, in February, but like for the most part, I try not to do. I don't do like consecutive weeks. Whereas like Nate will go out and do three weeks in a row. Yeah. But I gotta. I so I I will go out. I go out. I mean, two weekends a month, three weekends a month. But I come I come back and I gotta do my my football writing gig mm-hmm. on Sundays. And to do that, and then uh, Monday I go uh, do a little little uh, media BS, and then uh, see my wife, and then I'm you know I'm here. Yeah. So I'm here pretty much forty five Mondays a year. Wow, wow, wow. I'd say um, you, you're supposed you, you you kind of try to skip the one after your week because it's such a crowded field. You feel a little bit like a jerk to like, hey, I know I just had uh, forty five minutes five times in a row, <laughs> but uh, can I can I squeeze on five minutes and kick this uh, poor open micer who's been signing up for three months off? It's like. It's kind of a jerk move. Even even I'm not that bad of a person. So this is your recorded apology. You <laughs> what? What did you say? I would never feel bad about it. You would that. never feel bad about it. I would, no, what I said was, so this is now we have a recorded apology from you of the, uh, hey, I'm, you know, to the open micers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess. Don't tell them that. Don't worry. They don't like me anyway. It's fine. <laughs> I would not. I'm like. I feel like new people hate me and Nate more than almost anyone. Yeah, I think that that's fair. I it's one of those <laughs> it's one of those weird things for me that you know, my whole life I've been kind of a keep to myself kind of person and when you're on stage people don't really expect that to be who you are on the inside, right? Mm. But for me like being on stage is it's totally different from anything else. Like I still don't want to do karaoke. Like I still don't want to like give a serious talk in front of people or like act. Yeah, I don't want to do any of that, you know, and so I've always been that kind of person and so when I first started as a you know, everyone kind of saw that keep to himselfness as me not being an annoying asshole. And then after I'd been doing it for a while, people started to see my keep to myselfness as me being a bit of an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's totally true. That's an, it's a really interesting way to put it. Like, because I used to same just, thing for me, really. Yeah, you know, um, that's really. That's I've a- said this on this podcast before, but Louis Anderson, everybody knows who Louis is. Mm-hmm. He once said that to me. You know, Justin, I used to think you were a real asshole because I was so because I kept to myself. Yeah, I just I don't know. I I hate I hate talking to someone and getting the feeling that they don't want to talk to me. Uh huh. (laughs) So I don't generally start conversations with people unless I have like a specific goal. Like it's like when you talk. There's usually one specific goal when Nate starts a conversation. That's not okay. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, what about Whoa. Uh, to get to know anyone as a person? Yes, that is it typically. Well, but uh, to get to know some parts of a person. <laughs> okay, that's not even that is cruel. 
And he calls it strolling the pink corridors, that which I not... think is disgusting. You're, I think it's objectifying. You're, you're doing that racist yourself? thing with your hands again. I can't believe it. <laughs> hey, Brian, three weeks on the road, man. You said it. You got three weeks on the road at one time. <laughs> this guy is revealing more about himself than he is revealing about me. I just want to point that out. I'm still not convinced you're not my Fight Club delusion. <laughs> I'm still not convinced I didn't come up with some loser alter ego to make myself feel better. <laughs> it's probably not working. <laughs> and then he started doing real well for himself. We both just have huge dicks as imaginary friends. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if neither of us existed? I think a lot of people think that. <laughs> no, no, no. No, trust me. If you, I think if there was a, an anonymous poll of uh, the Minneapolis comedy scene. There might be a few uh, black stones in the jar, uh, lottery style. I have such a weird Shirley Jackson reference. That, yeah, I don't. Let's. <laughs> but it's good. Yeah, things are good. <laughs> yeah. Doing great. Yeah. Good. But now, Brian, you, uh, when you said acting, you were like, what? Oh, I, I don't, I mean, I have respect for actors or whatever. I just, I'm super bad at it, and it never sounded appealing to me at all. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't like doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I I could act like, I mean, I could be me, like, at probably around a 40% accuracy in yeah. terms of acting. Like, I feel like yeah. I could be, I could be like 40% what I would do, and you know what I mean? Like, but I, but as far as, like, I can't do accents, I can't, I don't really do any of that in my stand-up i mean I, the only voice that i feel like i can really nail down is an angry woman okay just because i've experienced a lot <laughs> can you can you can you throw one throw it at us can you uh can no you i can't it has oh. to be in the context of oh. on stage i fair can't enough. just like right. yeah i don't know all right fair enough i'm not gonna claim i'm not disappointed but <laughs> what if i just make you really mad <laughs> that's what i was thinking you, you still have time to work on that we're not done yet no, I, I can't. Like, acting can't is like so opposite of comedy. Even though there's a lot of obviously really great um, actors who are comedians and vice versa. Mm -hmm. or, well, usually it doesn't go vice versa, but a lot of <laughs> a lot of very rarely like I'm a great actor. I think I'll be a comedian. And no, it never works. Um, but um, it's like when you're a comic, you're like constantly trying to figure out how to like be the most yourself. Like the right. whole goal is to is to sound as like casual and authentic as you on stage. And then when you're an actor, it's like oh, be a completely different person. Right. Like, well, damn it, I spent all this time trying to figure trying out what I sound like. To figure out what makes me think. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a very good point. What, uh, Christmas. Let's talk about some Christmas stuff here. Sure. Are you done shopping? I am. Yeah? Yep. That's good. I'm all set. About the last thing yesterday. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm all good. My Did wife you... does most of the, the heavy lifting on that. Do you all online or do you hit some stores? Oh, no, no, no. Brick and mortar. Brick I'm and a, mortar. I'm an, old, I'm an old fashioned all, guy. all family business. I pay with uh, small slivers of silver that I carve off of a brick that I carry around. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so classic. Yeah. <laughs> Did you fashion. bring home a goose? Uh, no, I'm, I'm making a teriyaki salmon for the family. Whoa. I'm doing, uh, yeah, I'm doing Chinese Christmas. I'm doing, uh, well, As if overfishing wasn't already a problem. <laughs> Pan-Asian Christmas is Tom Bernard. Uh, yes, <laughs> I mean, yes. it's, he's not wrong. We have to do teriyaki salmon and uh, Chinese fried rice and uh, uh, salad with strawberries and uh, orange vinaigrette. The Something else. Ooh, Boston uh, green beans with ginger. Nice. It's going to be good. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I like to cook. That's my, that's, you know, you get a lot of free time when you're a comedian. <laughs> Cooking's one of my things. I like the internet. Ah, sometimes the internet doesn't like you. <laughs> I was thinking of that lawsuit, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> when that guy, so Nate, honestly, Nate got trolled by this like lawyer who's like a super evil lawyer, and I was delighted to see that lawyer or one of his ilk. I mean, was, it was it was he was part of the firm. Is there a full yeah. story you can share? Yeah, I can, I can yeah. share it. What I, happened? He, he, he was on NPR about it. Nate yeah. was the, my, the first person I know to be on NPR because of his lust for pornography. That is not actually you're being an asshole again. <laughs> um, <laughs> what happened? So. The, you ever heard of the copyright troll lawsuits? Mm -hmm. That's well, what pornography it was. is also copyrighted. It turns out. Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> technically, but not really. I mean, eh. um, the law. Interestingly, the law gets a little slippery in that department. Oh, really? A little. Yeah. Uh... Um, but yeah. So I got <laughs> a letter. Wet. I got a letter from Comcast that, uh, like that someone had downloaded something on the account. And, like, I lived in a house with people. Mm -hmm. It was just the internet is always in my name because I care whether the internet is on or not. Mm -hmm. 
and some people are like, oh, yeah, I just forgot to pay the bill. And I'm like, well, I'm trying to play video games and you're really fucking my day up. Sure. Um, so so then it went and like it was this law firm that they basically what they do is they they flag these IP addresses, which are mostly manufactured. Like uh, I had a lawyer who looked into it and like the the plaintiff on the case because it was a civil suit. They just picked a guy's name who's like a he was like a volleyball coach in Arizona, had nothing to do with the company that they were suing on behalf of. Mm-hmm. So like what they were doing was, I mean, even more illegal than it initially seemed. I it was guess. extortion. I mean, it really yeah, was yeah. Straight so they send up you a letter extortion. and they're like, hey, uh, we have a record of you downloading this pornography. If you send us three thousand dollars, we won't file the public suit where anyone will be able to search your name and see that you've been sued for this. Yeah. And I said. I'm not, I don't, I think, you know, I, I called them and I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, for real. And I was like, okay, how about $500? And then they were like, nope. No, did you really say that? Yeah. I mean, like I was, I wasn't going to pay them. Uh-huh. I just really loved <laughs> the whole game. He wanted to not pay them less. Right. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, uh, and then eventually the suit just got dropped, but, but it's all like what they do. You know, I said this on the it was a Minnesota public radio. Like I told him, like, I'm I walk on stage and talk about way more intimate aspects of my life than the fact that I have watched a pornographic movie. R- absolutely. Yeah. And but so, they're, like, they're counting on people who they're are counting like, on nervous people that and... are like upstanding members of society. And like, that's not I, I'm I'm really difficult to legally embarrass. You know gotcha. what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, At least in that respect. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the other problem that they had with fighting that form of trolling, which will eventually become illegal, but it wasn't because people are too embarrassed to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. So that's part of the paradigm that allowed these people to operate fraudulently. You know, they basically got law degrees and these people have never tried a case. Like they're not trial lawyers. All they do is they're using their law degrees to extort people. Yeah. Wow. Um, and the lawyer that I ended up uh, finding was interested in stopping them because they're an embarrassed to the pr- embarrassment to the profession. Okay. Like Brian Miller is a stand-up comedy. <laughs> There's an old scam, by the way. <laughs> I'm fine with that. There's an old scam, by the way. That, that what they awesome. would do is you would uh, you would I forget what they sold, but it was like, it'd be like a, if like you know a boner pills or something. It was you know it's kind of back penthouse catalog type stuff, and you'd order it, and they'd send you something in this discreet brown paper bag, but they would never send you the right thing. It was always a screw up, and so the, but the no guy, one returns it. Well, you could return it, but so when you return it, they would send you a check, but the check would be like from Big Dongs Enterprises, Isn't and it would put those stuff in the menu, in, uh... so you'd have to. Uh, isn't that the scam in uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels? Do they use that? In that? that was a real because it was a real scam because yeah. nobody wanted to cash the checks because you'd have to go to because this is back in the day when you'd have to go to a bank right. and give it to somebody and so it'd be like a hundred and fifty dollar refund check but it would be all you know yeah that would, was it, that was one of the scams they thought of in uh, the, in the movie Lock, Stock, oh, and Two Smoking Barrels. He's like, I don't uh, remember that? What you do is you get a ad in the back of a porno mag for butt dildos. Mm. And you have the the company something like uh, Experiences Incorporated, right? And that's who, who they send the money to. And then you immediately send them a letter back, like, "Oh, sorry, we're on back order from the supplier in China. Here's your money back, but the check is from you know Ass Dildos Incorporated." Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then and then he's like, "Then see how many people cash that check." Yeah, that even, even if even if ten percent of the people don't, you just made free money. Right. You just print money. Sure. So now. The, the the final update on what happened to you is this they signed a covenant to never sue me for that the thing that they were suing me for so theoretically i could actually go and download the movie that they said that i downloaded which was i don't really remember it honestly it was years ago it was i remember it had the, a funny title well the the website which is was look i'll be honest i've seen a video from that website and it's not one of my favorites sure. i never really enjoyed it i think it's gross i'm not into reality style sure. stuff uh because i that's always like that's Re- always got reality like a, is not what you really want in your pornography right. you know what i mean like, i don't want and, any and any reality that, involved like, the the particular reality porn genre is like really gross in the fantasy that it's trying to create yes do you know what i mean like yeah. like there's parts of it that i'm like who would want that to be the scenario? <laughs> like who's watching this scenario unfold and and like yeah, that's oh so the, so they and you know these are all actors, right? Like in all of these reality porn things, but like it'll be like two guys in a van 
and they were driving down the street and they're like, hey, girl, you want to get in the van? And then they start giving her progressively more money to do things. And I'm like, that's not sexy to me at all. No, I don't. Yeah, that's I'm not. That's creepy. That's the that's like scary mm-hmm. in the thing that it's kind of like the fantasy that it's creating is even scarier in that it's purported to be real. Yeah. By the website. Yeah, you know I wouldn't I mean? want like, to be involved in that. I would report those guys. Yeah, like, that's that's weird and weird, and I don't want anything to do with it. So I don't think it's how prostitution works either. You, you, don't, just, <laughs> you don't just pick a random person and then just keep giving them money until they decide to have sex with you. They have to kind of bring that part up, usually, yeah. from what I understand. Right. I'm just here last-minute Christmas shopping. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, and the leave malls your, closed down. Leave your kids the at the Dave and Buster's. We'll be back in an hour. <laughs> I, I don't think it works that way. We just happen to have a dude with a camera and a dude with a sound mic, and we're gonna go back to what's really, clearly a studio. If the if, if if the world that pornography depicted was real, no one would ever get any work done because most <laughs> pornography is someone stopping doing yeah. their job so they can have sex with someone mm-hmm. else at their job, mm-hmm. uh, be it a student, faculty member, or coworker. I would be a plumber. Yeah, I was yeah. a pizza delivery guy, and I would be not a plumber. real. Mm-hmm. I, I used to be a comic book uh, store employee, and that's never been into pornography once. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Even in pornography, people are like, there's no way she's going to have sex with that guy working behind the counter of a comic book store. We cannot stretch. <laughs> the uh, the website reality. was called Amateur Allure. Amateur Allure. I'm, that's yeah. I'm, I'm I'm perhaps familiar with their work. <laughs> right, and it's just like, I don't know. Allure is a, it's like, well, it's a strong word. I don't know that just taking your boobs out is alluring. <laughs> and it's like, it's kind of blunt to be alluring. Um, and but, the, the, but they signed a covenant to never sue, which means that theoretically I could download the video that they sued me over uh, and put it up and share it and... I can st- I can basically steal it forever and they'll never. Inter- wow. You're like actually Judd in that movie Double Jeopardy. Yeah, <laughs> you could totally kill your husband now because you've already been exonerated for the same crime. Right. Actually, I was sued for illegally downloading Double Jeopardy, so that was my <laughs> own personal struggle. <laughs> Wouldn't that be ironic? I was tried twice for it. <laughs> what, what a son of a bitch that was. <laughs> And the whole time, all I could say was, are you guys fucking serious? Have you even seen the film? <laughs> Which I could not acknowledge doing in the court. <laughs> quite quite the bind I was in. Yes. Oh, that's funny. That is a... Uh, that's an amazing tale. It's an when amazing you, tale just, of depravity. Yeah, I just... Yeah. I have one more question. So, like, when that... They 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 contacted you first from like a letter in the mail. You said, "Is that right?" Yeah. Well, or- first you get uh, what's called the discovery clause because all they do is they they collate IP addresses. Yeah. And then they it was in your name, so it went to you. And, yeah, and then they threaten the service provider. And the the real problem with the cases is there's only there were only a few judges in the country that would allow these kinds of cases because for a lot of legal reasons that are I guess too long to really go now, into, but. Uh, you uh, now I remember you said Comcast contacted you because you got a letter from them, right? What, which, what was there? What were they saying about? They're it? saying they send you a letter that says we've been contacted from a court to release your information. You have thirty days to either hire counsel to fight being in the discovery clause or the discovery phase of this lawsuit, yeah. or you just let it happen. And I just didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, whatever. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Abshire stratagem, as it's known <laughs> yes. in the Harvard textbooks. Yes. The Abshire gambit. Did yeah. you start going through, the like... The old do nothing and see what happens. <laughs> By the way, the most boring Robert Ludlow novel, the Abshire stratagem. <laughs> it's just a guy not spying on anyone. He's like, look, it's probably going to shake out okay. Yeah, if I, I just mean, chill here, we'll be all right. <laughs> Things work themselves out. And they did. That's the funny thing. I would, I would love to tell you it's ridiculous, but it worked out perfectly yeah, for no him. Kidding. So like, was I, there a moment where you were going through, like, okay, I, I did launch that one, and I may have accidentally clicked on this site? And... I mean, to me, no. Um, because hearing you say this does make me think, like, well, that. I mean, not that it wasn't, not that I shouldn't already know, but mm-hmm. they are, someone's monitoring what sites and stuff that we all they're, go they're to. They're monitoring it. The, here's the thing, is the people that are doing these lawsuits are phishing, which... Which means that they're one thing that they'll do is they'll put out like they'll put out stuff that's just so that if people share it, they get flagged. Like it's they're okay. they're they're essentially like dropping a bag of gold in the street and then if anyone picks it up, they're like, Ha ha, they're honeypotting ah. it. Right. You know? I gotcha. Yeah. Um 
So they're kind of causing the infraction and then suing people over it. Um, and I think that that's all coming down. I think that also those guys getting indicted from that firm uh, is going to kind of bring an, an end to it. Um, <laughs> You're the Rosa Parks of pornography. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, but as far as like, the the Nate's going to be on a coin someday. As far as worried about if I had actually watched that uh, particular pornography or not, I wasn't really because I knew that there was no way anyone was going to be able to prove that I did. Yeah, sure. Like there was no way. There's no way. Like <laughs> maybe with a black light and a magnifying glass. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> Like, I don't know. That one was from a different well, website. Well, we've sure. got, we, we have testimony from all your roommates. Say, <laughs> his, his, computer cha- his computer chair's got like a disco halo around it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I get lonely. I don't know what, <laughs> why people are so ashamed of that. My car's got a disco halo on the ceiling. <laughs> I don't know. You, you shouldn't feel bad. Brian, I always like uh, want you to promote uh, the movie stuff that you do. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, CarbondaleRocks.com is the website. But, yeah, I, always got, I got a couple of movie reviews up there every week. I saw that on uh, – at least I saw it on your Facebook page. You <laughs> listed your uh, the worst movies. Yeah, I haven't done the best movies yet just because there's a bunch of good ones I haven't. I haven't seen, you know, Concussion, The Revenant, Hateful oh. Eight. Okay, you know, I was going to ask you about Concussion. You haven't all seen the it. bad ones have kind of come and gone, and now the good ones are – finally found out gotcha how about okay so you know people go to go find brian on facebook the nightlife in carbondale fine publication run by thomas publishing there you go i've been working there for 17 years damn yeah. i just want to throw out that i've never masturbated or watched a pornographic pornographic movie i believe in jesus okay continue. <laughs> fair enough fair enough that's that's your disclaimer yeah fair enough <laughs> eric delete that and- <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can edit that out real easily we we just take the knots out. I just want to point out that I watch <laughs> pornography with Jesus. You're like what? What you watch pornography? With Jesus, that's a lot be. all the time. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you about since uh, I'm talking to two comics here. How about the funniest or a funny movie or some funny movies you can recommend from 2015? Funniest movie I saw this year was Jurassic World. <laughs> okay, that movie I saw it is drop dead hilarious. I I laughed, and I know I know that there were people. I saw it like probably opening weekend, mm-hmm. and I know there were people in the theater that thought I was the biggest asshole, but I could not stop laughing at how corny and silly. How we'll weaponize st- the Velociraptors. Yeah. How stupid everything was. Like yeah, it was and dumb. it was just like it. It had this real like you know a lot of movies they have this plot arc where uh, where something happens and then there's someone that wants to fix it or change it mm-hmm. or do something with conflict. their lives. Right? Some sort of conflict. Yeah, yeah, you know? And like the thing about Jurassic World is you got the conflict, babe. Like you don't have to you don't have to have like the Yeah. The military w- contractors with a right, crooked plot. Like, it's like yeah. they're dinosaurs there are in a resort. <laughs> it's not like in Jaws, there's like a guy who's secretly helping Jaws on land shooting people. Right. Like, right. It's <laughs> like Oh, he's on he's in league with Jaws. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just so stupid. And uh and and the thing that I love the most about it, and the thing that kept after the first time it happened that cracked me up is they'll they'll do the the dialogue that is the most ham handed boring you can see the actors are just like oh are you fucking really okay let's run it again i'll try to act like i give a shit (laughs) um and and it'll kind of like it'll start to drag and everyone in the theater is kind of looking around and then dinosaur (laughs) and so like it would be like plot 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 dinosaur and so like it was every time (laughs) that a dinosaur came on the screen i would just start laughing because then everyone would be like yeah that's why we're here (laughs) like it's just so funny touchdown like right like so so you feed us just this bullshit and then give us a dinosaur and we're like all right back in it yep Eight minutes of ugh. which lets you know this that they could have taken dinosaurs. out most of the plot, just given us a bunch of dinosaurs. Yeah, sold. Mm-hmm. Hour and a half long movie with an hour and twenty eight minutes of dinosaurs. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? You could do it because dinosaurs are awesome. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to like and then Gussy like it up. all of the like all of the characters were just such tropes. Like there's the career woman mm-hmm. that finally realizes she wants to be a mom. Fuck you. Hollywood. Yeah. Fuck you a million times. <laughs> yep. I want to like, because the rugged guy gets, gets her to get a sense of humor. Cause she's so frigid. He melts that cool exterior. Right, it's like, right. like 
Jesus. <laughs> like, it feels like they were picking characters out of tropes from the 70s. Like, it yeah. just, it feels like it has no connection to reality. Uh-huh. Evil um, military contractor, by the way, is the evil land developer of the 2010s. In the 80s, every right, movie right. villain was an evil land developer yeah. who wanted to tear yep. down your cottage to tear down or whatever, your family's thing, thing the, the barbershop, Indian burial ground, whatever. So he was going right. to desecrate something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we're going to tear down our dirt bike track. We yep. got to win the race. Yeah. And raise money. <laughs> like, you know, and now it's like, oh, he's trying to turn the velociraptors into weapons. It's, like, it's what's been funding this park the whole time. Uh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> I was like, oh, you come know on, man. You don't even need that plot. You know what I thought was funding the park was that people will pay a shit ton of money to see dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. you know what the, the, that movie was dumb from Jump Street because the whole premise of the movie is, you know, these dinosaurs have been around a while and people are getting a little bored with them. And as soon as the movie preview came out, everyone's like, oh shit, we get to see some dinosaurs. It's like, no, people are not bored of dinosaurs. They're very excited to see uh-huh. them and that is why your movie will be successful. Like, like here's In the, spite of itself. Your movie's predicated on the notion that no one wants to see your movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't believe you'll it. be right. I mean, it's just, it's a free... That movie, I love action movies, and that movie is a free premise. We know it going in, mm-hmm. right? We go to the park because we love dinosaurs, which is why I'm at the movie. I'm already with you. Yeah. I identify with the characters immediately. Yeah. I would go to the park. Shit goes wrong. Oh, my God, the dinosaurs are trying to kill us. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's your movie. That's a gra- and that's a great movie. You can you do that can, over and over again. And you can just put believable characters in those scenarios and have a fantastic movie. But but it's like I just and they somehow the they couldn't fucking do the idea it. No. the good idea of that movie was well let's suppose instead of it always being like a secret island the resort's open I was yes. like oh oh yes that's perfect cool. what a nice evolution of this it's basically your know, Jaws three should have been good but it's terrible but Jaws gets gets loose in the aquatic water park or oh, whatever. that's right that's it's, it's an awesome idea it's a terrible movie yeah but I remember thinking like oh it's gonna be Jaws three with dinosaurs I'm in yeah. Yeah, and, and then, then it was like Jaws fucking three. And then the guy talks to Velociraptors, and oh. I'm like, all right. Like there were parts of that movie where, like, you literally expect the the T Rex to come out in a top hat and just do a jig for everybody. Yeah. Like that's hello, how, like, my baby. Hello, yeah. Bonner. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, "Come back to New York with us," and he's like, "Sorry, babe, you can't change me." And then he walks off. You know what I mean? Like it's just love it. Can you top that, Brian? What was your? I felt like I participated in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, actually, funniest movie. Um, wasn't it a great year for comedy? I kind of like the Overnight. I thought that was a little bit underrated. The swinging movie with Jason Schwartzman and Adam Scott, and um, uh, that was really funny. Oh, okay. Um, Inside Out was pretty good. Kids movie it was. Yeah, funny. I still. I, I did. Did you cry when you saw that? No. No, no I'm an adult. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Did a dog die? Then no. Yeah, exactly. No, if a, if a dog died or even a cat might have gotten sick, then I might have cried. Okay, but uh, yeah, adult know. feelings. No, adult, no, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. Bad things happen to people. It's a, it's a shame. Uh, How about train wreck? Nah, not a fan. No, it wasn't terrible or anything. I just wasn't like a huge fan. Yeah. I thought Amy Schumer was actually a pretty good actress, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree with that. I'm just I'm really tired of those movies where it's clear that they just come up with like nine scenarios. And then they stack a bunch of comic actors in the studio and they go, all right, everybody riff for a while and then we'll stitch the riffing together and that'll be the scene and we'll do that nine more times and we'll have a movie. It's like, man, I remember those movies that used to have scripts That's... and the jokes flowed from the plots and the characters as opposed to just dialogue that was clearly improvised that... and has no connection to anything. You just yeah. described how I wish I could describe it to people when I saw it. Yeah, yeah. you nailed it. Yeah, you absolutely nailed and it. And it's not that some of the lines aren't funny because they're mm-hmm. funny people doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it's like it's basically like Hollywood's like, what if the actors just did everything? <laughs> And then we just had some people shoot it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's tiresome. We never recovered from the writer's strike. Yeah, yeah. there you go. I have some. Uh, I brought. I did some. Uh, I did some homework here before the mm-hmm. recording. Before I showed up, and I have uh, in honor of Christmas week. Okay. I have some uh, bizarre Christmas traditions from okay. around the world. Okay. So I'm gonna share a couple and then uh, get your thoughts on them. I've got one. If you, I, I, let's see if you have it in there. Oh, well, go ahead. No, 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 I want to see if you okay. have it on your list. Okay. It might, it might, might be on. Uh, okay. Um, we'll start off uh, with a real light one here. In South Africa, they... Uh, yeah, that's worth... It's always, always real pleasant down there in South Africa. <laughs> where living is easy down in South Africa. Well, Oster Pistorius gunning his girlfriend down because everyone's a criminal. <laughs> Even little Tink Tink is killing his girlfriend. <laughs> stealing <laughs> Cat Williams' amazing bit. Uh, it, tink it, Tink. <laughs> 
No one, no murders in this one. But they say that uh, in South Africa on Christmas Day, locals eat deep-fried caterpillars. I've eaten bugs before. It's good. Yeah? Yeah, I've eaten mealworms, wasp, bees. Why? I, uh, I was writing an article for a magazine. real hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it turns out the woods don't have signs. Uh, no, I, was, uh, I did a, uh, an article about um, a bug-eating society for uh, an outdoor magazine many years ago. And so I went to their little gathering, and I ate a bunch of bugs. And it's like, yeah, they're, they're not bad. Some yeah. of them are pretty good. Deep were they fried or no? No, I, well, I had some. I ate live mealworms and live bees and uh, live gall wasps. But uh, uh, well, you put the bees in uh, uh, a refrigerator, and when the bees get cold, they, their stingers fold and they go dormant and they're they're limp. And so you eat live bees that are like in this like hibernating state and you just crunch them and it's like honey. It's like a burst of honey in your mouth. So they're really? really good. Honey bees are delicious. I wouldn't eat them. I, I mean, I wouldn't want to really? eat too many now because I just feel this is kind of before the whole like, hey, all the bees are dying, <laughs> you know, so I don't turn into my popcorn. I hope they die. <laughs> really? Yeah, bees can suck it. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. the, you're, the, the like bees, bees are your enemies. Oh, you have an allergy? But uh, no. yeah, no, no, I just hate them. No, yeah, okay. All right. Don't do your bit here, Nate. I'm not doing a bit. I, no, no, no. I, no, no that he comes has, from a real I know, place. No, I know you have. <laughs> I know you have <laughs> no, a bit right, about right, it. Right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, of course, you guys know about Krampus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, Christmas Devil, the Anti Claus. Yeah, I play a video game where there's Krampus. If you do too many naughty things in the video game, he shows up and steals all your stuff. <laughs> That's cool. You have to kill him. Nice. All right. Uh, do you know this one from Catalonia? The Cajonier? The Catalonians. With the, the the nativity scene with the little stable boy taking a dump. How did you know that? That was the one I was going to bring up. The Very Cajonier. good. I just found out Tim Slagle hit me to that. In uh, in Catalonian Spain and in, in, in that region, and I probably throughout more of Spain, it, the nativity scene is a little bit bigger, and there was a traditional thing to have a little stable boy taking a crap in the in the thing, and it was supposed to like be to the, like the, the 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 presence of the profane enhance the presence of the sacred, mm-hmm. and to kind of remind everybody of like like humanity. He was born in a goddamn. Stable. He was born in a stable, and it was yeah. full of poo and whatnot. So it was like it so it was supposed to be slightly comical, but also kind of like to sort of the. To kind of offset the sacredness of it, but then over time the tradition evolved. So now you they have cajoneers for all these. Like you can get one for the Pope or Obama, and so it's like now it's like to it's mock their that Calvin person. peeing. On it's their stuff. Cal- It's yeah, it's their <laughs> Calvin peeing on stuff. Yeah, and so you can buy. You, they they have these markets. It's all these cajoneers, and so the, yeah, it's you're like Wait, uh, is Calvin the tiger? I did it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hobbes okay. is the tiger. Okay. Calvin's right, the boy. yeah. It's Calvin peeing on stuff. Yeah, you know what? Wow. Can we do or? A drawing of Calvin peeing on a cajonier. Ah. Uh. Did I just break the matrix? <laughs> what, what about Calvin Yay! peeing on a bumper sticker of Calvin peeing? Or what if your weird sexual fetish was that you wanted to have a chick stand over you and drop Calvin peeing bumper stickers all over your chest? <laughs> <laughs> it's very okay. specific. There's, Easy like that. That. There's probably already a name for that, though. Yeah, it probably is. You don't uh, even need a tarp for that one. <laughs> how did you know how to pronounce that? Oh, Con- I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a literate fellow. I'm impressed. When you first said it, I'm like, I, I mean, it might also be because Tim Slagle told me. Okay. Yeah. Another, yeah. Uh, another smart. Pronounced for him. Another smarty pants. And he's a smug fuck. <laughs> Don't wow. talk about Tim like that. I didn't. No. <laughs> I meant you. I'm just trying to get you to talk. <laughs> I'm framing you. You're going to go up the Comedy River by the time this podcast is over. You're going to need that lawyer again. Did, did, uh, did you also know about the uh, pooping log that they have in Catalonia? I did not. A lot it's, of poop in Catalonia. Yeah, it's uh, decorated. It's well, like a, Crapalonia. It's a decorate. It's decorated it a with a face and blanket on Christmas Eve. The log is placed halfway into a fire and beaten with sticks. Oh, yeah. Huh. The pooping log. That's how uh, we used to say goodbye to old relatives. It's <laughs> <laughs> called a Louisiana send-off. Where yeah. it's from. Uh, in Germany, Germans hide a pickle in the Christmas tree on Christmas Eve. I've heard about that. The first child to discover it in the morning receives a small gift. Mm-hmm. Other than a, which the pickle. Is a stern lecture on the nature of hard work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Father. I found the pickle. <laughs> I was actually at my uh, ex-girlfriend's house, and she was she was telling me there's a pickle in the Christmas tree, and I was like, I don't believe it. And then she was like, Well, you have to find it. It's there, and I just didn't believe her, <laughs> so I refused to look. I was like, you're clearly just trying to make me stare at the Christmas tree like an asshole yeah. sure. for a half hour yeah. until I'm like, there's no pickle, and then you're going to be like, yeah, there's not. But I guess she wasn't bullshitting me. I guess that's mm-hmm. the thing. I guess we shouldn't have broken up. The old hide okay. the pickle. She was the one. <laughs> she was the, one. <laughs> the one with the goddamn pickle in her Christmas tree. Now, uh, that sounds filthy, doesn't it? It does. I yes. didn't mean it like that. Now I want you to um, 
think about your own families when I read this one. In Estonia, on Christmas Eve, Estonian families traditionally head to the saunas together. Now, are they naked saunas? I'm just, I'm just going to assume yes. I don't think they are. If it, they I divvy mean, up by gender, though. You think so? Oh, yeah. My buddy's Korean, and uh, uh, he used to go, he would... Oh, uh, that's the same. You Whoa. fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Well, that was fine. I was, I, was, I was proud of that one. I was, I was, I was just concocting a response, but you pulled back. Uh... He would always the thing he would always complain about is I was like how was Korea is like I don't know sat around with a lot of naked Korean dudes <laughs> that was his assessment of like the whole experience of going to Korea It's like just a lot of old balls just me and some old dudes with the balls out but yeah that was kind of, that was very common there you know it's kind of like taking a schwitz but uh, no towels yeah yeah I uh, I don't want to go in a sauna with my family clothed or unclothed I'm not a big sauna guy no. You sweat all the time anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, I sweat like a Greek. <laughs> or an Italian trying to hold down a day job. You know oh, yeah. Saying? There you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Got to get the eye ties in there. <laughs> Don't get me started on the Irish. But. <laughs> yeah, I was looking. I saw, um, you know, it's the end of the year, so all these lists come out. You know, top this, top that, best sure. this, right? And there's one with top comedy specials. We're not going to go over that. People can look that up on their own. But I want to ask you guys, as working comics, do you watch other people's specials? I usually will find one that I like and watch it to the exclusion of everything else. The only two that I've really been into lately is uh, I've been watching Segura's Completely Normal. Uh, on one of the best I've ever seen. I probably watched that like a dozen times. Yeah, I think it's, it's so awesome. Good. That's the one where Cy intros him, right? I don't know. I think Cy intros him on one, and I've seen that one. It was good. He's got a new one coming out, too, like a month. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um. So I think he's great. And uh, Dana Gould, I know it's wrong. Yeah. I've listened to that record 20 times this year. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I don't like watching stand-up on TV for the most part, just because I just it's so much better live. And if you work in comedy, like you will get to see these people, you know, like yeah, I, I much prefer to listen to it also. I don't sit down and watch yes, much same of thing for anything. me. Like, if I'm in a car oh, okay. or on a road trip, it's fun to listen to, but I don't, yeah. It feels I, like work to sit down and watch it. A yeah, bit. and, like, I don't know. For me, I I feel like I know what you're doing with your face. Yeah. Like I, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't need. I always liked the mystery when I was a kid of, like, I would buy. I, I mean, wonder what it what, I wonder the, what, what it looks what like. What it looks like. It, yeah. it, it kind of, like, it forced you to kind of put it in. I think it's probably helpful to your like, comedy brain to kind of, like, fill in those gaps a little bit. It, it was fun. No, I will say I don't. I, I almost never watch comedy on TV, um, okay. just because I'm gonna watch like my friends when they do clips on late night or whatever. But like the whole special, um, I just don't watch a lot of them. But the Mulaney's new special was really funny. John Mulaney, it's really good. Uh, surprise, surprise, John Mulaney's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dana Gould is my favorite comedian. Uh, so I've seen that one a million times. Gary Goldman's in this economy, really strong. Saw so you just worked with him. Yeah, yeah, he's a great dude. Yep. He's funny. His special was really good. His new special is coming out soonish, I think. Okay. And, uh, I was working with him while he was working on that material, and it's going to be really good. Oh, awesome. Uh, I, I'm sure I'm leaving, obviously, a couple out, but those are the ones that have been kind of top of my head. The Segura special is also really great. Yeah. Those are just the two that I've watched the most that come to mind. Yeah. This year for me. Yeah, I listen to like serious radio a fair amount in the car, and so I like I like those little bite sized just you know yeah a I do barrage too. of clips. I do too. I do too. Uh, we did a. Uh, it's the today marks the return of the two guest questionnaire that I haven't done in a while. All right, I, I've never done the two guest questionnaire. So I, I neither have I. I think it's time to. Uh, can you hand that over to me, Brian? Oh, can, can I, I? My, I have my answers written down, oh. so I can read them. Oh, can you okay. Read my answers? Not, no, you you can read them. <laughs> That's I, I want him to read my answers. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. I want a witness. So uh, let me find this here. Um, so I gave you each a series of five questions. I don't know where the sheet that. Nate gave me is. I put it on the floor here so I'd set it aside and find it right away. Hey, here we go. All right. So, how, how do you want to start, Brian? Yeah, I guess. You were. What do you want me to read the question? The questions are are. are I know. Oh, yeah. I, I know. Okay. I didn't know if you were gonna fire off the questions. I'll start here. This is the one I gave to Nate. Number one. What is Brian's biggest pet peeve? Do you want to say the real answer? No, I'm curious to hear what Nate thinks. Okay. Anyone thinking he's not the most amazing at everything? 
Yeah, that's actually. Uh, that, I, <laughs> thought I, gonna, I thought you were going to write comedy answers, but uh, you pretty much just <laughs> nailed that one right up the middle. That was. Uh, now I feel bad about my goofball answers. I wanted to start with a line drive yeah, before well, I really oof. mix it up at all. Do well, your first one there. So I have uh, what is Nate's biggest pet peeve, and uh, uh, I, I, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, is it is being sued for illegally downloading <laughs> pornography. <laughs> Do you I agree? thought it was all cool in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk is going to jerk, yo. <laughs> Next one is, what is uh, this was given to Nate. What is Brian's favorite curse word? Huh? And he said all of them. He's a gross person. <laughs> ah. Well, what is Nate's favorite curse word? Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? I'm noticing a trend. <laughs> <laughs> what is Brian's secret talent? Nate said he is great at training fighting dogs. <laughs> kind of mean, kind of mean to them though. Yeah, well, you know, they're not going to fight. Well. I mean, and to be cl- to clarify, I don't want to put too many words in this answer, but uh, when I say he's mean to them, I mean more than industry standard oh. for training fighting yeah. dogs. Oh. Like even the other fighting dog trainers are like, dude, ease up. Even Caesar Milan is like. Well, I guess if you want your fighting dogs to win a participation trophy, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a beauty contest. Yeah, especially not afterwards. <laughs> that was a grim joke about dog fighting. Yeah, yeah. all right, I'm sad now. Uh, what is Nate's secret talent? Uh, comedy. <laughs> <laughs> He's keeping it real secret. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. All right. Um, and then uh, what is I asked? What is Brian's favorite Will Ferrell movie? Mm-hmm. And Nate said the secret one. The secret one. Brian knows what I mean. Oh, it's so funny because uh, I I. Uh, my answer is, what is Nate's favorite Will Ferrell movie, uh, which happens to be Will Ferrell's sex tape, <laughs> which Nate illegally downloaded. <laughs> those are the same answer. That those the are same the same answer. answer. Yes, those are the same answer. All right, and then the final one here is, what is Brian's favorite Mark Wahlberg movie? And uh, he said, Boogie Nights. That's actually a true answer. Oh. Three Kings would be number two. Okay. The Fighter, probably number three. Yeah, I would have. I probably fighter would have probably been the number two guess. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Nice. Three Kings is kind of a deep cut at this point. Great movie. Jim yeah. Gaffigan. Yeah, is in that movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a great. That's a really. It's one of the first movies when Clooney went from being a terrible actor on ER to being like he almost like overnight. Well, Steven Soderbergh gave him acting lessons. Really? Like if you, if you watch old episodes of ER, Clooney's whole acting style was he would nod a lot and he would he was real blinky. It was like really affected, uh-huh. and then uh, Steven Soderbergh cast him out of sight, and he's like, "I think you got tons of talent." And he's like, "But you're doing all this nod and blinking bullshit." And uh, he like, I heard Clooney give an interview where he's like, "He cured me of these like bad habits." Wow! And so out of sight, he's terrific in, and then every movie after that, he's George Clooney. Yeah. He's like the best, but he was a really bad actor before he was a good actor. Look at that shit. Yeah. Huh. So are you? Li- you're like the before Clooney <laughs> with comedy. I wish. <laughs> oh my god, I aspire to be before Clooney. <laughs> I'd be zygote Clooney. I'd be happy with that. <laughs> and speaking of the final question on my questionnaire, what is Nate's favorite Mark Wahlberg movie? And the answer to that is Mark Wahlberg's sex tape, <laughs> which Nate illegally downloaded. <laughs> Different film from the previous answer. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a That's buddy not picture. Boogie Nights. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I think you two are compatible. I think this relationship is going to work. Was this a, is this secretly like an OK Cupid questionnaire that we exactly. filled out for each other? Yep. It has about as much relevance. <laughs> exactly. As someone who has rage signed up for dating sites in the past couple of weeks. Oh. It's all bullshit. I feel like there's some sort of red siren that goes off when you sign up for a dating site. <laughs> some sort of alarm bell rings in the I, central corner. I mean, to be fair, I immediately regretted it. <laughs> but whatever. What's done is done. Do you have a go-to picture? Did you... It's a picture for, of me. Yeah. yeah. I use a picture of Brian Miller because I don't actually want to talk to anybody. He likes a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. What else, fellas? Like, uh, anything else we should be mentioning here besides oh, the obvious, your shows that well, are coming at Acme this week? Yeah. It's uh, shows tonight. Tonight is Wednesday. Yes. Yes. Wednesday at 8, Saturday at 8, Saturday at 1030 as well. Okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'm doing a podcast with Tim Slagle now. I don't yeah. Know that. Rule of three. Yes, uh, we, 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 it's it's getting locked in. Where we, you know, we've been, I think we got thirteen, fourteen episodes. Uh, okay, iHeartRadio uh, website. I think it's available 
through the Acme website, or okay. it's going to be, I think. Okay. Maybe. Uh, there's something about that effect. But yeah, it's really fun. We do three. It's a half-hour podcast. It was like drive time length. Yeah. We do three goofy news stories, and we usually uh, find something to argue about seriously within three ridiculously goofy news stories. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's a really, it's a, we have a lot of fun doing it. You're doing that like uh, over Skype or something, or how are you doing Yeah, we that? got this whole set of system where we do it over Skype, and we record it simultaneously, and it's uh, it's pretty – Yeah, it's uh, it was Tim, Tim figured it all out. He did yeah. a nice job with it. Yeah. And uh, oh, and also I'm I'm on uh, at least at the end of the as long as the Vikings are still playing, I'm on AM. Oh gosh, 1350, 13. I can't remember the station. It's up in Adam. It's the uh, no 1130. 1130. Yeah, I'm on the AM 30. I do that every uh, every Monday at. 7. Glad there's a professional here, Justin. Well, thank you, and uh, I know that because uh, I Andrew Lee is also yeah. he he posts they post the uh, No Laugh Track podcast over there and the KTLK. Yes, yeah, Andrew Lee's a great guy. Yeah, so yeah. Him, him and Jack have a have a, a, a good show. And yeah. so I do. I don't know anything about politics, but I go on there uh, every Monday at seven seven forty in the AM, and uh, Paul Allen calls in and shares football wisdom, and then I tell mean jokes about the Viking uh, Vikings until Paul Allen gets annoyed and they hang up on me. And we do that. We do that every Monday. <laughs> I I know Lewis Lee told me. I haven't heard it, uh, but Lewis told me about that about a week ago and said he loves it. Oh, Especially good. because it's... you upset Paul Allen. <laughs> yeah, I think that's Lewis's favorite part. Sometimes, sometimes PA is like kind of in on it. We got I, I get the sense like we're kind of having fun, and then sometimes I can just hear him. he's just like, I hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. He's, that's he's great awesome. though. He's fun. He, he knows his football. And is that all of it, or do we got more? Oh, um, I guess that. Oh, I just started writing for CrookedScoreboard.com. I'll have a uh, uh, every two weeks. I'll have a new. You know, that's enough. Piece up. Promo. I don't have anything, so this is just starting to look really lopsided. <laughs> uh, well, you were going to say that you also check out Crooked Scoreboard. Yeah. I have a piece up right now. It's about the Santa Claus in the NFL. I'm, I'm in hardcore promo mode. I'm, yeah. pitching. I'm pitching all my shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's a pretty funny new piece. Uh, enjoy that. They also, oh, and I write for the Quick Snaps podcast, Kostaki's football podcast, yes. which is great. And yeah. it's, on, it's on Bob and Tom, but uh, the, the best version is on the, the Quick Snaps podcast version of it, which you can get at Podbean and iTunes, because that's where he can do all the dirty jokes that we write that we are not allowed to do on the air. There you go. And it's fun to, it's fun to write. I always write jokes, like, because I'm writing them for him to read, so I love writing jokes that are about, like, not getting laid and being stupid and stuff. Because <laughs> I know he's going to have to read them. So he's like, email me. He's like, you know, I've got to say this shit about myself on the radio, right? <laughs> That's awesome. I love Kostaki. He's so great. Yeah, yeah he's so fun. Love him. Oh, and he has a, by the way, he's a crooked scoreboard as well. Uh, he, he, there's a quick snaps. Uh, if you, if you want to just read them, there's a little quick snaps like rundown, and they do like the ten best football jokes of the week. Oh, there. awesome! Uh, so they, yeah, you can check it out there. It's a cool, it's a cool site. Sports humor stuff. So yeah, awesome. Your turn. Uh, I'll be at Acme this week. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. Good. Or Facebook. Oh yeah, I'm at B Miller Comedy on Twitter too. By the way, shut up, B Miller Comedy. What's, and... what's your is your Nate underscore Abshire? It's at Nate Abshire. Or just at Nate Abshire, yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I'm on the road a lot, so I might be in a city that, if you know, listener or whatever. <laughs> He's like a guy in a '70s song, just yeah, just driving uh, that Chevy van, and a 17 year old girl's walking along by the side of the road, and <laughs> hey. she wants to have a good time, and he's driving by. There's you know no crass exchange of money. It's about love. No. You heard you know the song I'm talking about Chevy van. We I made love in my Chevy van. I don't actually. Yeah, it's know it's, that it's, song. A, it's one. Of, it's a it's up there with a young girl get out of my mind as the most pedophilic anthem of all time. Yeah. It's really really disturbing. I Let think me, I only know it from a 70s you know one of those uh, super collections of the 70s. Sure. Yeah, it's yeah. like a one-hit wonder. Yeah. It's bizarre. It's like, wait, this made this. This was a hit, <laughs> right? Come yeah. on. She's not wearing shoes. He picks up a girl and has sex with her, and she doesn't wear shoes. She's like, she can't afford shoes. That's and it's supposed to like this romantic. The seventies were a very disturbing time, based on my recollection of uh, the movie Saturday Night Fever and the book The Ice Storm. <laughs> Those are two very specific things to base the seventies on, but yeah. I hear you. Yeah, I uh, I don't really have any projects coming up or anything like that. I'm just just uh, being a comic. Yeah, just I'm on the I'm in uh, Oklahoma City, Wichita, and Milwaukee next month. Okay. Um, after this week, I've got I think one or two weeks off, which I'm really looking forward to. Before this, I was on the road a lot, so give me a chance to hang out and that kind of stuff. Right on. I play a lot of video games. If you play League of Legends, my summoner name is Dude. Where's my Nar? So. <laughs> I'm guessing that's a reference to something in the game. Yeah, there's a character in the game named Nar. It made me laugh, it's, and I don't even know the game, right, but it's right, and pretty it's pretty funny. It's G N A R is the character's sure. name, and uh, it's 
Uh, it's like a triple pun. It's super funny if you will play you, the game. Will you please tell me if someone, like, uh, I, how would someone, con- like, they would find You can, like, friend on based on yeah. summoner name. Oh, you got to tell me if somebody friends you from. I, like, that's, <laughs> like, the thi- that that is my favorite thing to make friends on. Because that's, I mean, that's kind of what I do instead of, like, going out drinking after shows. Is I go back to my hotel room and I play video games. Mm. And uh, I love meeting people that play and like because it's just i don't know it's just what i do all the time sure yeah yeah Love i'm it. really good at it it's not a big deal <laughs> i don't play a lot of video games because don't, i work so much don't yeah. let that intimidate you in being uh, nate's online friend just because he right. kicks ass at this game right i'm really good at stuff it's not a big deal <laughs> i mean i understand that brian miller's got a lot of creative projects and everything, <laughs> but for the record i would beat the shit out of him in virtually any video game <laughs> Final question. So the shows uh, tonight, the show tonight, and then Saturday. How how will the uh, who's going first, second? Are you going to split the stage in half one night and do it? That would time? actually we should do it simul- simultaneously, like the Royce Goval yeah, John Dorset. John Dorset on Conan. Uh, no, I, I closed last night. And I'm going to close one Saturday, and then he's going to close tonight and one Saturday. Uh, yeah, I'm closing tonight. Brian's closing Saturday early. I'm going to close Saturday late. We're doing the exact same amount of time, so it's. I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty much whatever. Yeah, we're both doing Saturday Late Show is usually my favorite crowd of the week, so that's the one. And I Brian's want. least fit. No, no, my favorites are usually Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay, yeah. we're not doing a Thursday, obviously, but I, I love the week. I mean, that's that's real acne specific. Like some clubs have yeah. that, but like maybe a couple. But like for the most, if part, your club an- fills out during the week. It's usually the best crowds because those are people that like, oh, I want to go to this show. Yeah, that's true. yeah. It's not just like a date or whatever. And then, like, say, I mean, the acne crowds on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Like, even if there's like, a, say, a hundred people, which by any other standard of any club is like, you had a hundred people on Wednesday. Like, it's right. crazy. But like, not only is it a hundred people, but like, because normally the club seats what two eighty or something. Uh-huh. But uh, those hundred people are so into it that it'll feel as raucous as sometimes as a Saturday early yeah. with, with two fifty or something because it's just And it's like people are out to have fun and it's not like this, all right, I'm in on parking, I'm in on dinner and I'm in on <laughs> <Yeah>. drinks. Where's <laughs> yeah. the goddamn jokes? <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, yeah, they let you get get away with weirder stuff. Yeah. I, I always get lulled into thinking I can get do weirder stuff than I than I can on the week, and then on like usually Friday early I pull out and like my 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 new cop joke or Wait, whatever. And people are like go. You fuck should do yourself. that jerk off story more. Oh God, that's my favorite story that you. have. Yeah, I still haven't found a way to make that palatable to the masses. When you by have the masses, fr- I mean my wife. <laughs> <laughs> is she Which the is not a weight joke, by the way. No, you've I don't been dig myself any. Deeper. I think it's a joke about the substance you you've been mixing it with to try and get her to eat it. <laughs> All right, well, let's cross honey off the list. <laughs> Orange juice is a no. Should have known that one would be weird. It's just a basic flavor pairing. Right. Is she the ultimate judge of your uh, jokes, by the way? <laughs> I thought he was going to say semen flavor. <laughs> Hopefully the only judge. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, no, not, not in any capacity. Although, um, I mean, some, some of my best jokes, my wife has been like, that's stupid. You shouldn't say that out loud in a microphone. Um, but I do run stuff by her because she's very funny, and she, you know, she'll give me some good ideas. No, but I, no, I don't. My here's the thing: you can't be you, you can't be married to someone for nine years and still think they're funny. Like that's your joke about right. girl. It's yeah, so funny. It's so true. I mean, so it's not that like if 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 someone else told some of my jokes to my wife, she'd be like, "Oh, that's really funny." But you know, when I do it, she's like, "Yeah, I I, I hear a lot of that." <laughs> you know? Yeah. So no. It sounds like it should be a. Support you know, who, you know who's the ultimate judge of my jokes? Jesus Christ. Amen, brother. I think he's the reason for the season. That's <laughs> why we're here. With significant others, it's always this fine line where, like, I don't really care if you like the joke. I want to know how mad you're going to be when I yeah. say it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't have to think it's funny, but how mad does it make you? <laughs> What's my cost of this joke? <laughs> right. What? What is the effect on our relationship of me telling this to What emotional and rather literal toll shall I <laughs> Right. Should I duck immediately? Remember yeah. that time you puked in a dumpster? Can I talk about it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, fellas. This has been great. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you. To you guys. Happy to holidays. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. Enjoy time with your family. Yeah. And uh, share your favorite podcast with them, too. Absolutely. Especially yeah. if it's this one. Force them to listen to it. Yeah. My f- can I tell a real quick story? Mm-hmm. I was home for Never the holidays. Never happened before I yet. was home for the holidays once, and uh, I was back home in Louisiana, 
and uh, this is this is 100% true, and it's the funniest. My Uncle Carl Dean goes by Nero. That's just his nickname. He was an alligator wrangler. <laughs> like, his job, he worked for an alligator farm, and his job was to jump out of the helicopter, steal alligator eggs, and get back in the helicopter before he got murdered <laughs> by a mom alligator. Like, that is a thing that he did for a long time. He's my hero. Right. He's amazing, hilarious. Uh, so, when I was in college, I got David Tell's Skanks for the Memories. Sure. On in a CD format, I thought it was the funniest thing I had ever heard. Like that, thank you, slow gas leak, whatever. Right, the whole album's just hilarious. But yeah. I forced my family to listen to this album, and they are not. Here's the thing: they're not like, uh, like white collar, like offended by that kind of material. It's just like stand up comedy in that, like in listening format, was not something that they were really into. People were just kind of talking. Why is this Jewish fellow still talking? Right. I mean, not, not, not no, like, no, I'm, I'm, right. I mean, you're being hilarious, but, but it was just <laughs> not the kind of thing that they were into until David Tell tells the joke. It's just a one-off out of nowhere. He finishes a joke and then he goes, and I think if your cousin's super hot, you should be able to fuck one time. And my uncle Nero fucking lost it. Like no one had laughed at any point. At this hilarious comedy CD until he said that, and Uncle Nero fell off the couch laughing. And that was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like, he was like, like, that hit him so hard that there has to be a story. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's my favorite. You can't really blame him for not being that into stand-up comedy when when previously he was leaping out of helicopters to steal alligator eggs. <laughs> right. Maybe he'd like the jokes better if there were sharks jumping out of the water at him while they were being told. You know, he needs, right. he needs I things a little rough. I understand his, his definition of excitement is different from sure. mine. <laughs> yeah, not just His serotonin laugh. takes a little while to get charged. <laughs> right. <laughs> Am I going to die immediately? Well, then who gives a shit? <laughs> So no one ever followed up with the possible nah, fulfilled nah, nah, or unfulfilled nah, just, story behind it? Was just, it was just one of the funniest things. Love it. Love it. Guys, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yep. There we go. We'll do it again uh, soon, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yep. Thanks. Bye.